Broadcasting live. Yes, I think my word for today is words. Jack Armstrong. Will the universe survive? And Joe Getty. Yeah, smart guy. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Studio C. Sing, sing, York. Well, it's a little something we call a dimly lit room, deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications mm. compound. And hey, everybody, today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. The South African variant. Oh, boy. It's in the U.S. of A, Jack. It has breached our shores. Yeah, no, it's a bad thing. It's definitely a bad thing. But I just heard a... I just heard a, uh, a news... And it was not evitable either. I knew it was coming. Yeah. It's bad news, but it's inevitable. Oh, yeah, and a couple of people that have it have no travel history or anything like that, so that means they got it from somebody else, which means it's all over the place. Pretty much. Is what that means. So here's a, here's a, a good story. I just heard it on the news. I won't say what news brought, uh, outlet it was. Um, but they led with good news. Johnson & Johnson has just announced the... Results of the tests of their vaccine. Super. And it's 85% effective. Doesn't matter that Dr. Fauci said yesterday anything below 90% you shouldn't get. They still led with good news. Yeah. And then they said on the South African variant, it's as effective as 65%. Ah. Uh, that makes it damn near worthless. So your good I, news... I think I disagree with you, but the, go on. The thing you led with with good news, it's not that good a news. It's not that good a news. It's really, really, in fact, it's really scary news. So I don't know what you're supposed to do with that. I would say it's halfway between. My views are nuanced and carefully researched well, on the subject. Well, it's certainly not yay. Yay! The new vaccine that just came out is 65% effective against the South African. I, we were hoping for better. Now, the other ones are much, much better. Yeah, they seem to be up, They seem to be up to practically the same speed they are on the other ones, which is, is good. That is good. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's... The reason I'm not as negative as you are about this is that, and I've got to find, I've got it printed out. I was just reading the actual study, believe it or not. Uh, there were no severe cases in uh, the people who got the vaccine who got the case. They just got mildly ill, and there were quite a few in the placebo uh, that got very ill. Well, so you might true. get it, but you'd be fine, probably. I hope that's true. Yeah, so then that's not worthless. On the other hand... The fact that a lesser product is now going to be available someday when I can't get the good product that's out now, it's, you know, I'm not going to tap dance over here. Yeah. So further into it, we're now getting vaccines that are less effective. That's not what we want, I don't think. No. Do we have a really good picture of the older, super effective vaccines' effectiveness against the South African variant at this point? They, the reliable figures? No, no, there are no reliable figures. Okay. They just think that they'll work. Yeah. But, and I there's, hope there's do. lots are, of stuff they've thought that I've heard through the course of this thing. Are you sure the Fauci 90% thing was not, we need 90% for herd immunity as opposed to 90% efficacy of, of a vaccine? No, no, no. Cause he, that herd immunity thing became a big story over the Christmas break. Cause he had originally said 60 or whatever. <laughs> and it's much higher than that. Right. I have a clip here if you want to hear it. Actually, yeah, Fauci number one. one. Yeah. Can't go much better than 94, 95, which is where Moderna and Pfizer are. But I would like to see the Janssen or J&J uh, product come around near there, just maybe a few off. 
if you see a 20 less than that, then you got to be a little careful of that. There's going to be some eyebrows raised about which one you're going to want to use. Okay. Uh, uh, herd immunity one, uh, he had originally said like 60, but then it turned out it's more like 80, and he said he had <clears throat> lied to the public, but it was a noble lie because we couldn't handle the actual truth. Ah, uh, thank you, is, a wise one, for your leadership. is a good way to destroy all credibility. Manipulate and, us, oh godlike one. Well, and do you realize the next thing you say for the rest of your life, mm-hmm. I don't have any belief that it's true because I realize you don't think I can handle the truth. There's this Novavax a biotech company that was uh, released their results, 89% effective against the regular one, 50% effective against the South African uh, vac- uh, version. You know what? That's the one. That's the one that uh, they didn't have severe illness, so I thought it was pretty good. Not the Johnson Johnson. I apologize. Too many vaccines. So we still don't know what Johnson & Johnson has on that one? Nah, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, that's a problem. Um, anyway, so we got the GameStop story going on. That's cool. Um, a lot of people really, really angry at uh, the Robin Hoods of the world who absolutely jumped in on behalf of the fat cats and are acting like they didn't. No, that's not what they're saying, Jack. They wouldn't lie to us. Wall Street would never lie to us. How dare you? Um... And then the school closing story, which I think is, a, a Joe, like Joe said yesterday, it's about to really explode like the rubber is going to meet the road. The failure of the teachers' unions to permit the reopening of schools. And yes. teachers are going to be fired or the public is going to turn in such a, an angry way that they're going to feel like they got to do something or whatever. So that's pretty darn exciting. Oh, yeah. And overdue. Um, you know, it's teamwork that makes the dream work. And that's why we introduce everybody in the squad. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Mike? Uh, pretty good. You know, I was interested in investing in the stock market and getting some investments going, but this was before the whole GameStop happened, and now I'm really, you know, hesitant to even invest in the stock market, to be honest with you. Nah, I wouldn't. Nah, Index is, funds, my friend. Yeah, this is a very tightly focused little thing that happened. Index funds is great advice. Not that many people get into individual stocks. No, and I wouldn't unless you're, A, you have a lot of money in the bank and you can lose money, and B, you spend a lot of time uh, thinking about it and learning about it. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, like Positive Sean or my dad. It's I a, have one of those two things. It's a huge hobby where, you know, you spend a ton of time on it. That yeah. works, but like for a guy like me, I know. Uh, there's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing quite well. This was uh, my favorite tweet uh, that made the rounds yesterday, uh, not taking credit for this uh, this cleverness. Pandemic day 25. I made bread. Day 95. I sure do miss my friends. Day 310. The White House appears to be under the control of a shirtless man in a Viking helmet. <laughs> day 330. Reddit's coordinated attack on Wall Street is going as planned. I thought that was delightful. <laughs> I made bread. Is the first one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a little longer. I made bread. By I the made bread. end, yeah. they're storming the Capitol and uh, and remaking uh, and, capitalism. And Reddit has <laughs> toppled Wall Street. Well, and, and I absolutely think those uh, the, those many events are related, too, uh, with the COVID and the shutdown and the rest of it. Did you guys see the uh, the meme going around about the four Wednesdays of January? No. It was the, <laughs> the, 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 the storming, the impeachment, the swearing in, and then the GameStop thing. Oh, the GameStop thing oh, happened yeah. on a Wednesday. Well, that's, that's funny because Jack remarked on it halfway <laughs> through that the previous two Wednesdays had been insane, mm-hmm. and he feared what was coming. Well, you were right. You read the augers correctly. The GameStop thing hit a critical mass on Wednesday. It's yeah. it's been a slow sure. burning thing for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Um, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Friday, January 29th. Nothing bad happens on a Friday. The year 2021, we're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. And you just jabbed the gods in the chest. Thanks for that. <laughs> gods? Right. So you're a multi-god person. Yeah, That's just I don't know. I have an idol like in my you, family room. You talking Zeus and Hercules, or you got a different crowd? Quite a few. Mm. Let's begin officially now, according to the FCC rules and regulations that we follow religiously. One of just one of our many gods. Here we go at Mark. We will probably need a supplemental uh, for uh, more security for members when the enemy is within the house. I tried to get within. I should have let her finish that last word. You suck. So, uh, beyond Joe's rejection of monotheism, how does mailbag look? (laughs) It's good. It's a rare, it certainly could be, a rare single-themed mailbag. That theme being changing the names of schools named after historical figures. Yeah. There's quite a bit of pushback on that, even in San Francisco. I know. I know. Shows you how crazy the people in charge are. If the San Francisco Chronicle says to the Board of Education, number one, you're nuts. Number two, you're not educating anybody. Things have come seriously off the rails. Yeah, I'd say. Boy, lots today. Our uh, text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. Fair discussion about cable news ratings, and it uh, sent me to Googling, and I missed the story a day ago where CNN beat Fox for the first time in, like, 25 years or something like that. People like garbage, Jack. Um, <laughs> And there's a breakdown of the ratings and who watches what that's pretty entertaining. What percentage of, of uh, liberals primarily get their news from Fox, or conservatives <laughs> primarily get their news from MSNBC? And there, there are some. Wow. wow. What's your primary source for no, news? There are people who responded to that survey in that way. Well, that, that's that's accurate. That's accurate. Yeah, okay. Sean's a big fan of the people like to troll pollsters theory. 100%. <laughs> yeah. I've been doing it for months. I downloaded the YouGov app. I'm answering all sorts of stuff wrong. <laughs> Mailbag. Oh, 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 oh my God. Right Connor McGregor over here. Below oh, the belt. Took yeah. a shot. Where am I? You staggered. <laughs> You know, my excuse is my computers, like, crashed, and my, my Constitution quotes are unavailable. So when your computer crashes, you f- fail to know what day it is? <laughs> Apparently. Hey, it's time to take a fond look back at the week that was first. It's Cow Clips of the Week. A luxury you can't live without. Larry, I'm on DuckTales. I think there was a great deal of evidence of uh, fraud and changing of the election laws illegally, and I think a thorough investigation is warranted. Senator Paul, thanks for your time this morning. Kong bows to no one. Stay home if you want to. It's good if you stay home, but you should go out, but you should support local businesses, but safely at home unless you want to go. They complain their children are suicidal without school or sports. I find these statements ignorant and another expression of white privilege. Let's just end broadcasting legend Tom Brogan is retired. Oh, crap. Not like that. It's hard to find out. <laughs> Mr. Delay, how should we celebrate the life of a beloved 18th century poet? Space haggis? 
Uh, we can open up schools safely, and they will not be sources of, of infection for people uh, who are there, adults or kids. So we clearly can do it. And uh, saga of the markets right now, and that is the story of GameStop. The reason why GameStop happened, Scott, was not, again, because of a fundamental disagreement about valuation. It was because of portfolio construction arbitrage. If you want to go and address the solution, fix the precondition. Fix the ability for these stocks to be so massively shorted in the first place. Ghostbusters Twinkies with a blue cream filling. So who are you going to call? A doctor! bows to no one. <laughs> how many times do you think my uh, youngest son has watched the King Kong versus Godzilla trailer? Less than me, I would guess. <laughs> Certainly got to be around 15. Oh, yeah, that's great. <laughs> Mailbag. <laughs> and he acts out the various parts. And then King Kong smashes him in the face. And then he jumps up like this and he shoves the laser back down his throat. <laughs> Does he seem to have a rooting interest? Does he like the ape? He leans toward the ape. He's a little scared until I convinced him that King Kong is on the side of humanity, likes the people, friends with the little girl. You know, good versus evil. Okay. King Kong's a good guy. All right. All right. Well, he's up against the dead lizard is big and powerful. Is that the listener lectured us the other day about his various capabilities? Um, oh, here we go. Our freedom-loving quote of the day. I've gotten my computer to work this time from Abraham Lincoln, whose name is being stripped from schools in San Francisco. <laughs> we, the people, are the rightful masters of both Congress and the courts, not to overthrow the Constitution, but to overthrow the men who pervert the Constitution. Hmm. There you go. Defending the old Constitution. <laughs> Nick writes. Uh, on the school renaming. First first thing, I don't see San Francisco renaming their schools as a bellwether for the rest of the country. It's mostly just a reminder of how screwed up some people are. Uh, Nick, I used to believe that sort of thing, but I've seen the the incredibly dangerous manias of the far left sweep across the land through our schools and universities. It is absolutely a bellwether of what's happening. On the other hand, he goes on, I have a recommendation. For each school that San Fran removes the name of G-Dub or the late great Abraham Lincoln. Well played. A neighboring school district puts that name on two schools. If not a neighboring district, at least in California or preferred anywhere else and make it public, a currently numbered district would be a great home for a dozen George Washington elementary, middle, and high schools. We've got to name the studio starting today. What you want to go with Abraham Lincoln? Sure. Broadcasting from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio. At the George Washington <laughs> Broadcast Center. This is the Armstrong and Getty Show. And Nick signs off LGFL, I'm sorry, LGFLNAOSG. Like George Foreman, let's name all of our schools George. That's Nick. Nick, right anytime, brother. That's really entertaining. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Dick uh, from Pennsylvania draws our attention to part of the San Francisco Chronicle coverage of the idiocies of that city, that formerly great city. Here's a quote from the article. While Lincoln commuted the death sentences of 265 indigenous men, 32 were hanged. The committee said this met the criteria for name removal and that his life taken on as a whole was not relevant. Mm. So a great man who freed the hundreds of thousands did anything, something, anything they didn't like, and therefore must be removed. A single sin is enough. According to these puritanical mental cases. 
be interesting to see who they decide to put on the schools, although I think the uprising might be enough to reverse this. But uh, what names they choose to put on the schools. And then Dick from Pa points out, so I hope this wisdom will also be used when sentencing criminals, considering poll, uh, parole and commuting sentences. He actually gives a lot to charity. He's a good dad. But no, 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 no. Let's fill up those prisons, progressives, because you say the, the whole totality of his life just doesn't matter. We'll follow your lead. Boy, good one. Sickos. Nice, uh, nice point there. Sir. Yeah, I'd say. Uh, Mike in uh, NorCal writes, Guys, in regards to Thursday's show, uh, offensive names of the past, shouldn't the city be renamed? Can we really allow the city to be named after a saint? I mean, he, wasn't he also Spanish and certainly homophobic, probably racist by today's standards? Needs to be canceled. We could call the landmass, formerly San Francisco, something like West Coast City Number 1. Well, given what's smeared on its streets, I'd call it West Coast City Number 2. But uh, how far will we go? I'm both frightened and intrigued to see how much of this BS we the people put up with. And San Francisco, one of the leading sanctuary cities where they believe anybody who's here illegally from Mexico should get to stay. This would have borders. But you've taken the names off all the schools of any of the uh, people from Mexico that came to the United States and established anything. Correct. Yes. It's really interesting. Well, it's mental illness. These people are crazy. If you follow them, you're even crazier. Reject their idiocy. Good Lord. Uh, there's more on this topic to come, obviously. Oh, and the non-opening of schools. That's a big one. A lot of those hot stocks are soaring. We'll get the latest on that whole story. Armstrong and Getty. The reason the market is doing what it's doing is people are sitting at home getting the checks from the government, okay, and this fair share is a bull concept. It's just a way of attacking wealthy people, and, you know, I think it's inappropriate. We all got to work together and pull together. Now, that angry man is uh, Leon Cooperman. He's a hedge fund manager, and he's uh, a little riled up about the whole GameStop, etc., stock-pumping thing. But does he understand, uh, well, he doesn't, clearly, uh, politics, national mood, any of that? Very little he could say that's going to make people say, you know what? I feel for you. <laughs> well, not only that, but he covered a lot of ground in that very brief rant from, you know, income redistribution to what's happening with GameStop to whatever the heck else. The, uh, let me do this first. I thought this was great, and I like this idea. Derek Thompson, who's a staff writer for The Atlantic, uh, his headline is, The Whole Messy, Ridiculous GameStop Saga in One Sentence. Okay. And I'd love to see more of that. You know, I'd like to. That's a great challenge. Now, is it a Proust-like sentence that's got several pages and semicolons? It's a little Proust-y. It's not. No, but it's not that bad. The GameStop saga is a ludicrous stock mania born of pandemic boredom and fear of missing out, piggybacking off of a clever Reddit revenge plot which targeted hedge funds who made a reckless bet on a struggling retailer, and it's going to end with lots of people losing incredible amounts of money. I think that was pretty good. Now, the hedge fund guys and those who they uh, control, those that they have choke chains on, 
uh, are saying, we had to shut down trading uh, to protect these small investors. Uh, They didn't realize they could lose a lot of money, and we're going to help them by not letting them buy the shares anymore. That's the worst excuse ever. So the, the, the protesting. So yesterday, beating up on Robin Hood, you had AOC, Ted Cruz, Liz Warren, and Rush Limbaugh. Right. All in agreement on beating up on Robin Hood yesterday. That is, you know, if that, I was an astrologist, I'd, I'd jump into a lake or something. That's, that's a lineup you'll never no, see again. Not easy to anger that crowd together. Of thinking that that was unfair to uh, regular investors. And just, yeah, I think they would have been better off to say, mm, we don't think the little guy should ever win, the big guy should always win, so we've stopped it. <laughs> I think they would have been better off saying that than right. the paternal, we're just protecting you. Right, right. Well, now, Robin, comma, Hoodlum, the, uh, the, the website that was at the center of a lot of this, said, look, we take trades. But we have uh, like a middleman that uh, indemnifies us, that makes sure we can pay off, that that we're not going to end up with no money and, and go broke. And they told us there's so much downside risk to all of these uh, zillions of, of purchases, you got to stop. You have too much risk. So they're saying, uh, sorry, it was our, uh, I can't even remember the, the official term for the, the company that's kind of the middleman. Uh, but they said they made us. Sorry, we didn't want to. They made us. Do the, do, so whether that's true or not. Well, right. Do they ever intervene the other direction where that happens? I right. would like to know. Yeah. Now, obviously, I know more about the radio industry than I do about that industry. Uh, it was one of those things that you could get them to make a legitimate plea like that, which has the convenient uh, side effect of uh, getting you off the hook. And and uh, building up a wall between you and the rogue uh, mob of small-time investors. So, I'm sure a single call to that clearinghouse or whatever oh, it is. Right. And they'd say, yeah, okay, we'll say that. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Thank you for talking to us, sir. So glad you know our number, sir. Thank you, sir. But I don't know. Could be. Tucker had some interesting stuff on Robin Hood yesterday. We need to play the uh, the ad that they uh, that they were running as recently as a month ago about how they're they're about you know, taking back Wall Street for the little guy and everything like that. And according to Tucker, these various these these various things came along really to a uh, big Wall Street was uh, pointing them in the direction of trying to get so much of that money that's on the sidelines, you know, that giant crowd out there that doesn't invest to get them invested and then try to manipulate them certain directions. Uh, making right. it feel like, you know, you're sticking it to the man or, or whatever it is. But really, it was about guiding things certain directions and just making Wall Street more powerful. Getting what, the under 50 crowd to start pouring money into the market. You know, once again, I don't know if that's true or not, but mm. we can get into that in more detail coming up. One of our favorite financial guys, hell, he's one of my favorite guys, is Charles Payne. He works for Fox Business. Uh, he's occasionally on Fox News. And he was taking a very populist view of this thing compared to some of the besuited jackasses on financial news networks who are so clearly just parroting whatever their overlords had told them to say about, oh, this is a terrible trend and we can't let this happen. All right. I saw a lot of pundits on cable news yesterday who clearly are tied in at a high level with Wall Street and they were sickening. Yeah, exactly. On the other hand, you got Charles bring the pain. Let's start with (laughs) clip 30, Sean. Now, market purists and, 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 you know, these rich head funds folks always say, hey, shorting is 
good, it helps liquidity, it keeps the market running, it's a pretty good thing. What's not a good thing is if you issued, Brett, if you issued 10 shares in, in Brett Bear Incorporated, and somebody saw that it was worth $100 and thought, maybe I can drive this to a buck. It's a great company. So, and somehow they were able to borrow 20 shares. Now, you only issue 10, but somehow they can borrow 20 and sell it and keep selling it and pound it and pound it and pound it and pound it into submission. And along the way, all the investors who believe in Bread Bear Incorporated also lose their shirt. And this is what's happening. Well, yeah, and the employees, too. I mean, it can drive a company out of business. Uh, you got the ball run with it, Charles. This is not about trading. This is about uh, a cottage industry of very wealthy billionaires who have been able to pound stocks into complete submission. It's not about a trade. It's not about them thinking something is oversold. It's about them thinking that a stock is hopeless, that there's no brokerage firms covering it, or that most brokerage firms have a hold rating on it, maybe a sell rating. No one's going to come to its defense. They're not looking for a trade. They're looking for total submission. So all of a sudden, you get a bunch of young investors, mostly novice investors, excited, and they, and they start to notice, hey, if you buy these stocks up, sometimes they get squeezed. So the person that's shorted your stock at 10 may have to buy it at 12, may have to buy it at 14. They start getting a little nervous, and on and on and on. This is what we call a classic short squeeze. It's the ultimate short squeeze. I love that so much, and I love his honesty so much. Uh, he gets into Robin Hood. Now what compounds the error, the problem, in addition to these hedge funds already being able to borrow unlimited amounts of stock and artificially sell it, right? This is not a real market. They are making a market to the downside. Now on top of this, today you have all of these platforms, including Robinhood, and I say shame on them, who have stopped these same investors from buying the stock. So guess what? They can only sell it. <laughs> okay. They can sell it. The shorts can sell it. Of course it's going to go down. It's really a serious injustice. And if something's going to be done, something should be done on the ability to, to get 140% of a company's float, uh, which obviously doesn't yeah. exist, and sell it into the market. I think you start there. Yeah, I really like that, that it's not a market the way the big guys were doing it and able to, as he said there, um, a pound of stock into submission if they decide to do that. And and so uh, just real quickly, one of the upsides of uh, pounding a, a company all the way into bankruptcy is then you never have to cover your shorts in the first place. Right. Right. You just get to keep everything that you sold because the company no longer exists. There's no more shares. And so, then you got other people who are investing, you know, thinking this is legit market. And I'm just trying to do it on whether or not I think this company is valuable going forward. Yeah, it looks though. GameStop looks like a bargain right now. I'll bet they'll find a way out of it. No, 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 no. You don't understand. And I love this. And the point was a little bit subtle, but. The fat cats were absolutely manipulating the stock price. They know how to do it. They know how to drive it into the ground, like he was describing. And then these upstarts come along and said, yeah, we know how to do that, too. And they did it in the other direction. And now the fat cats are saying, they're manipulating the price. They're manipulating the price. Oh, my God. It's it's. Horrifying and hilarious. It's horrifarious. Well, I saw some Wall Street Journal guy yesterday on one of the cable news channels say, well, what these investors are going to learn, these novice investors, is the GameStop stock is not worth what they think it is. That oh. company's not worth that amount of money, and they're going to get burnt by this, and they're going to they learn a lesson. They know precisely That's what they're doing. why they're doing this. They're not doing it because they think GameStop is going to turn it around and right. become Apple or something. Did he not know the point, or was that just 
covering for his overlords as a Wall Street Journal reporter. It was right off the same page of, uh, we want to protect these small-time investors. That's why we're shutting down trades. I was embarrassed for him saying that out loud. Oh, they're going to learn a lesson, these novice investors. That stock is not worth what they think it is. They know what they're doing. What are you talking about? Well, let's uh, have Charles Payne address with one final clip, the uh, we're helping the little guy argument. I don't think that these platforms did this for the little guy. I really believe they circled the wagons to help the hedge funds who control Wall Street, who, by the way, buy the order flow from Robin Hood. So they didn't do this to save the little guy. You don't, you don't seduce people into trading by giving them free stock and these commercials and talking about the beauty of investing. And then when you have the biggest folks on Wall Street right there ready to crack, pull a rug out from under those same people you seduce yeah. into the market. It's a shame. It really is. And wow. damn right it's a shame because when they had them on the ropes, you had, a, you had a crooked ref. And you had the champ on the ropes, and the ref steps in and gives the, ch- the champ a chance to catch a breather. Do not underestimate the, his point of they seduce these people into trading. Not like they in nefarious ways, but Robin Hood shoots confetti across your screen when you make a deposit into the account, right? Like it's doing wow. these... Wow, very the, Facebooky, Very Facebooky, very video gamey, using yes. these same sort of uh, triggers and reward mechanisms to... Right? Like they have gamified trading... And when they when the gamers started winning, they changed the rules. Have y'all watched Social Dilemma yet? The documentary. Watch it. I've watched it. I'm going to watch it again. So I thought your description was great yesterday, Sean, and I never heard anybody else say it throughout the day. Is that not since OJ and Tiger Woods has anybody fallen from grace so fast as Robin Hood did yesterday? They, they had an IPO coming up right around the corner. I would all but assuredly that's going to be postponed, if not canceled entirely. No Some boy. of the more nefarious. Uh, theories are that the uh, part of these you know smoky phone calls that happen where they posit, hey, don't worry about your IPO, we'll bu- we'll privately buy you down the road later. Don't worry, we'll make you whole. Um, but that again, that's getting into tinfoil hat stuff. So. Uh, Robin Hood, the small time investors put a nine iron to Robin Hood's head. Elon Musk, who's the richest man in the world, just tweeted that short selling is a scam. I to a large extent it is. I think Charles Payne put it beautifully. You can't have. 140% of the stock that exists in the world being short sold. It's bad. You can if you're a gazillionaire and you can, you know, you can handle the numbers that are involved. It's time to take back Wall Street <laughs> or occupy it or something. Yeah. What a fascinating story. Well, uh, they actually learned how to occupy Wall Street this time. Yeah. You yeah. do it from your computer. Um, I got more on that. And the old- hippies yelling in a tent. <laughs> was a, that was nothing, that was impeding traffic. <laughs> Uh, the macro view of this, among other things, on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So a story came out yesterday. You knew crass jokesters were going to try to make sport of the story's headline. Uh, we listened to a number of late night comics who uh, who made jokes about this story that we're not going to air. Um, and, oh and even this joke is not for everyone. I'll admit. So if you're well, if you're bothered by things, maybe you don't listen for the next. I'm bothered seconds. by some things, ladies and gentlemen. Seth Myers. Health officials in China are considering using an anal swab method to test for the coronavirus. The bad news is. 
it still has to reach the back of your throat. Oh, <laughs> now, come on, China. <laughs> I was not bothered by that. <laughs> Everybody has that part. It's fine. I love you, Seth. They're like <laughs> opinions, right? Exactly. In the words of the great ch- uh, children's book, uh, everybody poops. It's fine. We're fine. <laughs> That's a good joke right there. Yeah. You know what else is a joke? Andrew Cuomo, the governor of New York, in a act of hubris and stupidity that could only be achieved or equaled by a few, including at the other end of the country, Gavin Newsom. This guy, in the midst of the highest death toll of any state in the Union from the COVID, wrote a book about how great a job he did. It's almost incomprehensible how shameless and and awful that is. I mean, it's hard to even believe it happened. If I hadn't seen it myself, I wouldn't believe it. Well, the state attorney general, who is a Democrat and a liberal says it's likely that the Cuomo administration failed to report, well, a better way to put it, they underreported the nursing home death toll by as much as 50%. Accidentally, not on purpose. Certainly not on purpose to hide the fact that his policy was such a failure. I will get to that, Your Honor. What happened was, of the thousands of poor older folks who succumbed in large part because Cuomo insisted nursing homes take in COVID-positive patients. They were saying, no, no, it's going to kill all the people here. And he said, no, you got to take them. Only state to say that, by the way. If one of the oldsters got the COVID and was dying and they whisked them to the hospital... Five minutes before they succumbed, Cuomo and company called those hospital deaths, not nursing home deaths. If they contracted it and became ill, even gravely ill, even five minutes before they died, if they could get them out the doors of the nursing homes, they would call them hospital deaths, which the attorney general has now said is absolutely uh, not acceptable. Now, the point was made, and this was made, I think, in the New York Times, um, that oh, I should have highlighted the sentence. The long and short of it is um, they may have intentionally played down the number, uh, and they said, well, either a bunch of nursing homes separately decided to list the deaths this way in the same way. Seems or, unlikely. Or they were told to. That's a, That's a pretty good point right there. Yeah, yeah. And something tells me, that uh, and I know something about that industry. Uh, they are so regulated, and it's just it, no. It's not a coincidence that so many of the nursing homes in New York decided to do the same thing. Um. Now Cuomo's people are, are fighting back and saying, "No, that's not true." But it clearly is. It clearly is. All these halfwits get elected governor. I guess because they have a D next to their name. They've, they're they're the darling or whatever. They're the connected person in a state where an R can't get elected. One party uh, rule always yields bad governance. So what does the um, game stop story, Trump getting elected, Brexit, there's a whole bunch of these stories all have in common. We can talk about that later. 
There is definitely a revolt among the masses worldwide, rightly or wrongly, but ultimately it doesn't really make any difference whether it's rightly or wrongly. If you end up on the other end of a revolution, whether or not it was justified... No, 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 let me explain! (laughs) Yeah, that's the thing about angry mobs. You really, really want to avoid them because you think they're going to do one thing and you're with them, then they do something else and lots of people get hurt. What you're missing is the context! Ah! (laughs) Exactly. It's an ancient expression, the voice of reason against the howl of the mob. Uh, the voice of reason has no chance. Yeah. Man, there's a lot of that going on in the world now. The, a, a revolt against some uh, giant institutions. You know, and they're not all exactly the same in the, in the, in the level of uh, the rightness of the mob, but it's a similar thing in that giant amounts of people don't believe in our voting system, don't believe in the EU don't believe that either party is looking out for you, so they pick somebody who's not really part of either party. Mm-hmm. Don't believe Wall Street is fair at all. And I remember one class from uh, political science where they talked about sometimes those in power uh, need to give some. They need to let off the steam. They need to make uh, concessions. But sometimes those concessions lead to even more of the mob gaining power. So sometimes you give concessions. Sometimes you crack down. And often, what you did does the opposite of what you're hoping. Absolutely. And it's always a guess. And sometimes there's nothing you can do at all, because you've created a situation of righteous anger that you can't control no matter what you do. Good one. Yeah, more on that and a bunch of other stuff on the way. Armstrong and Getty.